Woman Radio Show. This is your host, Trina Newby, bringing you inspiration and motivation and ways to start and grow your very own business. Hello, hello. A happy Monday to everyone, and I trust that you have had a wonderful weekend spending time with yourself, your family, really getting the opportunity to just have some rest and some relaxation. I have a great show lined up for you today. Our theme all this month has been all about rebranding your business. Now, I said at the very beginning, that everyone doesn't necessarily need to rebrand their business, but it's certainly something that you have to think about. And there are many reasons why you might want to rebrand your business. You may want to rebrand because you haven't always been consistent with a brand or you haven't always really had a brand. You've never thought about, you know, your colors and all of the different things that make up a brand. And so, therefore, what people have seen of you is not necessarily what you want to be represented as with your business. So therefore, you've decided to rebrand. You may rebrand simply because you have decided to change your logo and you've decided to change your colors. And you are also maybe taking a twist or turn with the type of services or products that you are offering with your business. And so therefore, you feel a need to rebrand. Here's another reason to possibly rebrand. You've never thought of yourself as part of the brand until recently, and you realize how important it is for you yourself to be part of the brand. And so now what you want to do is you want to get consistent with not only branding your services and or products, but you also want to get consistent with branding yourself. As well, that means you will be seen more. You you might be planning on doing more videos and what have you. So we're going to talk about today rebranding your business, all things social media. Yeah, that's right. I'm coming right back around to social media and and giving you some truths about social media and some things that you should know as you begin to maintain that consistency, as you begin to brand your business. And so I'll be discussing some myths that that people have this tendency to have a lot of different myths going on about social media, thinking social media is everything, uh, and it's the only thing that they should be concerned about in business. Uh, I'm going to talk about what you really should be doing in social media. So stay tuned for that as today we will be covering again all things social media. Well, of course, all this weekend and pretty much for the last week or so, we have been seeing a lot of things on on television and online about Queen Elizabeth. And of course, Queen Elizabeth passed away. Of course, she reigned for 70 years. That's absolutely incredible. Uh, Not only the first female to reign that long, but the first monarch uh, to reign that long in in the history of monarchy. And so uh, it's certainly something to honor and to pay tribute to. Of course, I'm here in the U.S. of A., and we have uh, members from England. We have members from Canada and all over uh, the world, actually. And so we want to, again, extend our condolences to the royal family in England and say that we definitely here at Women About Biz admire all queens, right? And to celebrate the life of Queen Elizabeth, I'm going to be sharing something that I think is quite special because, as many of you know, One of the things that we have done at Women About Biz, as it pertains to rebranding, we have rebranded ourselves over this last eight to nine months. And one of the things that we have rebranded with is that our goal is to help you become what? Queen of your empire. And being queen of your empire, empire represents all of the assets that you will put into your empire to build a legacy for yourself and your extended family, right? And so, of course, Queen Elizabeth uh, is a part of her extended family. And, you know, her, I, I was doing some research and learned that she could trace her family line back to all the way back uh, to ninth 
to the ninth century. That's quite a long ways back, over over 1,200 years she was able to trace her lineage. Um, and there were some things, I read just this incredible article uh, on the website CEO Today Magazine, and they had a great article on five leadership lessons from Queen Elizabeth II. And so I want to share those five leadership lessons with you a little bit later because I think it does have everything to do. We're not necessarily uh, queens of a country. However, we are queens of our own empires, right? We are queens of what we have uh, desired to have leadership over, and certainly we are adding assets and building legacies for ourselves, but I think we can learn a lot um, from this particular article, Five Leadership Lessons from Queen Elizabeth II, and I think what we need to do as queens of our own empires, we need to take note because it is very, very relevant what I will be sharing with you uh, as you are the queen of your own empire as well. Um, I also... I just wanted to let you know that I have been traveling. I have been going to Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. I just came back from Los Angeles. Um, I'll be going out again to some various places and all in the name of business, right? And so um, I've had a few people to ask me about um, property in Punta Cana because one of the reasons that I went to Punta Cana was to take a tour as an international real estate investor to take a look at the various properties uh, that are available. And ladies, let me just tell you, it's quite incredible. And so I am putting together a webinar for those queens who are interested in owning property uh, or would like to even know what it what is entailed in owning property overseas, such as in Punta Cana? I'll be introducing to you one of the properties that I invested in called um, Cruise on Land, and I am just really really excited. I actually bought two properties, and I am sharing. And we've already had some women about this members to also purchase property as well. So I will be announcing and sending out um, information later today for a webinar where I will be talking about real estate investing in general and international investing and what type of properties are, are available overseas and how do you get involved with that. So stay tuned uh, as that will definitely be coming up. At this time, I want to remind everyone, if you have not already, make sure you get your very own copy of the book, the Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy. We've been having an excellent book club reading for the last couple of months on, on this book in particular. And as you know, when you're talking about being the queen of your own empire, when you're talking about leading and taking your business to the next level, the most important thing is your mind and mindset, right? It's important for you to understand the makeup of your conscious mind, your subconscious mind, how they both play a role in your success, and how you can utilize your subconscious mind to help you manifest and bring about things in a very fast pace way if you know how to start conditioning yourself, right? And so, um, again, it's so very, very important. So I'm going to be reading an excerpt uh, for you a little bit later in the show from the book, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. Again, the author is Joseph Murphy, Ph.D., and of course, you can go to Amazon, you can go to Barnes and & Noble um, and pick up a copy of this book. It's not very expensive, and it's definitely one of those books that I recommend that you have in your success library. So very, very important. Um, I want to also remind you that this is the time of year. Here we are in September of 2022. This is the time of year that it's so important that you start compiling and you start gathering information um, in relevance to creating your strategic plan for 2023. So if you haven't done that, I'm going to go back over that information 
for you as well. And of course, as always, I'll be bringing you five new questions of leadership. So this is going to be a good show today. Uh, I'm going to be giving you a lot of information. Um, so this is a great time for you to pull out your, your notepad. Uh, many of you have told me that you have a, a, a notebook just for Successful Woman Radio, so definitely pull that out. And I am just so excited about all the information that I will be sharing with you today. As we move into today, I want to uh, also remind all of you how important it is to prepare your mind for greatness, right? Prepare your mind for greatness is just so very, very important. And with that said, I want to remind all of you that you must be the first person to tap into your personal power every single day. And I know a lot of you have heard me say that, and you go, yeah, some days I wake up, I forget. But listen, not tapping into your personal power and not being the first person to do it, it's like leaving a mansion open up on the hill and just inviting anybody to come in, right? And what that means is that if anybody can be the first to tap into your uh, your subconscious mind and put things into it and without you having been that first person, it means that somebody else is in control. It means someone else is actually influencing you more than you're influencing your own self. And that's not the way, because when you do that, you're actually giving up your power. You're actually uh, giving the leeway for something or someone else to come right on in there and just literally tap into your personal power without, sometimes without you even knowing it. But when you start out your day every single morning, you know, meditate, giving thanks to God, being grateful for waking up that day, and then uh, creating custom affirmations and words of wisdom that you are putting into your own subconscious mind, then guess what happens? It really gives you that confidence. It helps you to lock it down. It helps you to stay into the world of positivity more so than you normally would. It helps you to to pace yourself and to guard yourself and to be prepared for handling sometimes negative things that might occur during the day or throughout your week. And so it is just so very, very important that you pay close attention. Okay, pay close attention to how you are conditioning your subconscious mind, how you are conditioning yourself. And I can't talk about that enough because when you look at success, you know, there are many reasons why people fail in business or don't succeed, but at the, the top of the list, of success really is your mindset. Your mindset can take you to places you never thought possible when you believe in yourself. So with that said, let's go ahead and start with five new questions of leadership. Again, five new questions of leadership. And again, you can ask yourself these questions as often as you need to. Question number one, what's your functionality today? You know, you get to choose and you get to determine how you're going to function. Are you a procrastinator? Will you be in a procrastinative mode, not wanting to do much? You're thinking about it, but you're not taking action on it. Or will you be the queen of action? Are you going to be that action taker that's necessary today? That's so very, very important. I want to, as a side note, remind all of you, sometimes one of the reasons why um, we have a tendency to procrastinate is because we're too busy being busy on all the wrong things. Let me say that again. Sometimes the reason why we procrastinate is because we're too busy being busy on all the wrong things. And being busy on the wrong things will overwhelm you, make you tired in your mind, and then when it comes time for you to pay attention to the things that really matter most to your business, you're overwhelmed, you're burned out, you're tired because you've been too busy being busy on everything else. So a phrase I commonly used to say all the time on the show, I don't know why I stopped saying it as much, but I want to bring it back again. It's something my grandmother taught me, and it's that you can't say yes to every good thing. 
No, you can't. There are many things that I want to participate in, many things that seem to be very appealing and very interesting to me. And in the past, I have said yes to so many things. But one thing for sure I do know is that when you birth a business, when you accept responsibility and you step up to the plate for your own company, you cannot say yes to everything. You have got to take ownership over your business. You have got to, you have got to take responsibility, and you owe it to your business to help it be successful. So you decide what functionality you're going to be, and then you take action on that. And you don't allow yourself to procrastinate, but you put things in place that will help you get things done. Like, for example, you can't do everything by yourself, you know, and you you can't fool yourself in, into thinking that you could do everything on your own because if so, you'll, you'll be at the end of the year still having this long to-do list of things that you never got done, right? So very important. So, again, I encourage all of you to be queens of action. And from time to time, their procrastination will seep in. The key here, though, is to be able to recognize it and to quickly get yourself out of that procrastinative mode, right, and to make sure that you're not into that analysis paralysis mode of thinking to where you think you're the only one that can do everything for your business, therefore, it is causing you to slow down. It's causing you to have a much longer learning curve than you should have. And it's causing you to not trust people. And before you know it, you've worked yourself into an entanglement of only I can do these things for my business attitude, right? So you want to be very, very careful about that, right? So be the queen of action and make sure you have developed a power team of people to help you get things done. Here's number two in the five new questions of leadership. Are you on target with your sales and profit goals? Again, are you on target with your sales and profit goals? Now, ladies, it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. Really, at the at the towards the end of each year, you should be setting your sales and profit goals for the new year. And oftentimes, it's going to be based on what you did this year and what, what's happened so far right? So this is the time for you to start compiling a lot of information about your business so that you can develop your business strategy for the new year. And I'll talk about that in just a moment. But the sales and profit goals is so important because it lets you know how many clients or customers you need to purchase those products. And then it can also let you know you know, how, what type of marketing methods you're going to have to use. It's different marketing methods. You know, for example, if you've only got to reach 10 people, that's a whole difference without, uh, with having to reach 1,000 people, right? So, so knowing how many products or services you want to sell, the cost, the average cost of those products or services, knowing what your expenses are going to be um, and what type of net profit you will have, all of those things are very key are very key. And if you plan on being the queen of your own empire, if you if you plan on taking a leadership role, if you plan on building your legacy, then this is key. These are things that you must know. Here's number three. What offers do you need to create to reach your sales and profit goals? Well, you just can't set sales and profit goals, right? In order for you to facilitate sales even occurring and, and getting to the point to where you can even close the sale with other people, you've got to develop two things. Number one, you've got to know what your flagship products are or your services are. What are you offering? What do you actually want people to purchase? And then in order to get people familiar with who you are, in order to build trustworthy relationships, then you need to create valuable free offers relevant to what you do that give people a taste of what you do, right? That's going to be very important. And that supports you generating leads, piquing people's interest so that you can have individuals that you can present to and close the sale with. And so whether you have products, 
whether you have services, there are always going to be ways for you to pique the interest of others, whether with products that's giving away free sample products, uh, getting testimonials about your product, you know, demonstrating your product live online and pique people's interest, or if you have a service business giving people a, uh, a consultation that maybe may not be an hour long, but it may be 15 or 20 minutes long, or discovery sessions, or giving people checklists or giving people a short ebook that you wrote uh, that will help them. The purpose here is to build your credibility and your authority within your own field so that people will have a trust within you, right? Very, very key. Here's number four. Is your marketing strategy in place? Of course, we talk about this all the time. Marketing is foremost the most important thing to a business. Because without marketing, you have no business. What is marketing? Marketing is utilizing methods and techniques, right, to attract people to what you have to offer. Amongst those methods and techniques, there are four I want to call your attention to and encourage you to make sure that they are included in your marketing strategy. Social media advertisement, right, email sequences, and videos. Those four things need to be included within your marketing strategy. And each one of them, you know, you have to work up differently. And if you know nothing about it, then of course you've got to schedule a power talk with me so that I can get you on your way to properly um, looking at how you're going to market your business. I am not a marketing expert, but I have been in business long enough and consulted enough people to get you on your way, to know how to get you started in the beginning of marketing your business and, and then recommend a marketing consultant to you that will help you. And, you know, it's like if you don't even understand your target market or you don't understand your audience, there's a lot to it. Don't overwhelm yourself. Get someone who already has been there done that to help you, right? So very, very important. By the way, if you want to schedule a power talk with me and you have already had one, within the next 24 hours, if you schedule a power talk with me just to talk about marketing, you may have a second power talk to do just that. You must schedule it within the next 24 hours, and all you need to do is go to Women About Biz, that's B-I-Z as in zebra, womenaboutbiz.net. And then just scroll down on the home page right beneath the header, and you will see free coaching session just for you. Click the red link, schedule to uh, schedule now, and you'll be able to schedule a power talk, right? In your comment section, make sure you let me know that you are taking advantage of your free power talk for discussing your marketing strategy, okay? If not, and you've already had a power talk, you will be referred to um, select a paid consultation. So keep that in mind. Power talks are valued at $125 real time. That's the figure we charge for a one-hour uh, coaching session or consultation. And so when you get that power talk, trust me, you are going to get 100% real talk. You are definitely going to walk away with ideas, with ways to get yourself started on your marketing strategy. Last but not least, in the five new questions of leadership, on a scale of one to 10, what's your belief level? Go ahead and ask yourself that question right now. On a scale of one to 10, what's your belief level? I'm talking about that belief level that you need to take your business to the next level, right? That belief that you need that regardless of what anyone else says or thinks about your business, you have enough love, passion, and belief for it to help you get yourself doing, um, through to the next level, even during times of challenges and obstacles, right? Listen, your belief level is directly tied to your actions. So if you're taking action, you should see goals being accomplished to do items marked complete on your checklist. And if you're not seeing that, back to the drawing board you go to look at your belief level and where you are at. 
Over the last year, I have had a few um, new clients come to me and talk to me just about their concerns about their belief level, how to get there, and how to work through some mindset issues and some issues of when they were kids. And I was happy to work with them to help them strengthen their belief level and learn how to tap into their personal power. And they are quite amazed at how much they were able to get done and how much they see things happening in their business once they caught on and had their aha moment about their belief level. If I at any time can help you to truly understand your belief level, how to manifest things in your life, I would love to do so. So I want to encourage you to go ahead and schedule a Power Talk session with me. And again, to do that, you say, Simply visit our main website, womenaboutbiz.net, okay, .net, and then scroll down just a little bit right there on that homepage, right up under the header, and you'll see free coaching session just for you. Just follow the directions and um, make that uh, Power Talk session. Again, if you've already had a free Power Talk for the year, uh, then you know that it will need to be a paid session. However, if you just listen carefully, I offered those who've had a Power Talk session before to go ahead and schedule it, and it will be free of charge if you mention that you would like to discuss your marketing strategy. And of course, you need to schedule your Power Talk within 24 hours, okay? So, so tomorrow, after 1 p.m., let's say, you will not be able to take advantage of that power talk. If you've already had one, you will be referred to um, pay for your coaching session. So again, my goal is to help you save money. My goal is to throw those perks out there out of appreciation for you listening to the Successful Woman radio show. It's where I throw out a lot of our perks. So again, I want to encourage you that if you haven't already, go ahead, hon, and get that Power Talk scheduled. So very, very important. It's 1227 after the hour, and you're listening to no other than the Successful Woman radio show. Hey, I mentioned to you that I wanted to share with you five leadership lessons from Queen Elizabeth. Recently, Queen Elizabeth passed away, and of course, uh, she reigned for 70 years um, in England. And I mean, wow, quite incredible, right? And if you guys are into period movies, then you definitely want to check out Queen on Netflix. Quite um, a, quite a wonderful series. I, one of my favorite period pieces, as a matter of fact. You definitely want to check out Queen because it really helps you to develop a respect for Queen Elizabeth, right? Um, but the website, CEO Today, gives us a wonderful article, Five Leadership Lessons from Queen Elizabeth. And I've read it a couple of times, but I wanted to share these five uh, lessons that they wrote about, okay? And again, my source is ceotodaymagazine.com, and a wonderful article it is, okay? So the first uh, lesson that we can learn from Queen Elizabeth is duty first, right? You know, she is known at, you know, a very early age of having to become queen, um, because of the sudden death of her father, she was known um, as saying that she will give her life uh, and her and and give it as her duty and her honorable duty to be queen for the rest of her life. And so, when we look at that, and we look at the fact that. At Women About Biz, we want to encourage you to be queen of your own empire, the assets and the different things that you're going to put in your empire to build your legacy. This has to be something that you make a lifetime commitment to, such as Queen Elizabeth. You've got to make a lifetime commitment to being the queen of your own empire. This is not something that you kick to the wayside and say, well, I thought about building my empire and leaving something to my children, but, you know, that's something that I don't know if it's going to happen or not. No, you have to make a committed effort. You have to take the action to do that, and you have to write out the plan to do that, which is so very, very important, right? So 
one of the things that we don't know is that, you know, she worked her way up from training as a truck mechanic during World War II to working until her very last days because uh, two days before she died, she appointed um, the new prime minister for England. And so she worked very well up until the end. And I admire that because that's the kind of queen of my empire. I want to be queen like that. I, I want to build a legacy for my, my children, for my family. I want to have businesses. I want to have land, real estate. I want to have all of those things in my empire. But in order to do that, I know that there must be some higher level of commitment. I must make some pact with myself, and I must put that business out there in priority. And and remember at the beginning of the show today, I'm going to say you can't say yes to every good thing because your business is priority, right? Very important. Here's another lesson that we can all learn from Queen Elizabeth. Um, Be resilient and know how to adapt, right? During her remarkable time as the monarch and queen, right, she lived through war. She lived through peace. She lived through recessions. She lived through so much. Family scandals, tragedies, death. She lived through a lot, including the pandemic, right? Um, And during that time, though, she kept moving on, and she kept – what was amazing to me is she still kept that same grace. A lot of things might have been going on behind the scenes, but she stayed consistent. And so resiliency is a very important attribute to have as a leader. And then, of course, one of the things that's so important that I really admire about this article and the lessons that we can learn from Queen Elizabeth is to create a solid circle. Being the queen and being the CEO of your organization, you know, there are many common things between that. One of them is that although it looks like it's only one person's job, in reality, it requires a team effort. The queen had a solid circle of advisors that she collaborated with, listening to their opinions and suggestions before making her decisions. Do you have a power team of people that you have that you can go to for suggestions? Do you have a business coach or a consultant? Do you have an accountant? Do you have an attorney? Do you have someone that is helping you to build your um your strategic plan for your business or helping you with your marketing. Who is a part of your power team? Because although you are the owner of your business, you are the leader, you are the queen of your own empire, you will have to have other people that will help you to shorten your learning curve and push you along faster. Queen Elizabeth had this, and we can take that as an example, and we can use that for our own selves as we look to rule our own personal empires, right? Here's another one. Build your own brand. The article said Queen Elizabeth II is generally considered to be one of the most recognizable faces in the world from her distinctive style of dressing, looking just as fabulous in a designer suit as in a raincoat, through her persona and the way she speaks and acts over the years, she managed to build an extremely strong personal brand for herself. You know, as we have been talking about rebranding um, this month on Successful Woman Radio, one of the reasons why I said many of you might want to rebrand is because many of you are really a large large part of your business, but you've never thought about branding yourself in with your business and creating your own personal brand. And so, again, here's another lesson yet that we can take a look at and build your personal brand, right? Pay attention to the brand and how you want people to perceive you, how you want people to see you. That's so very, very important. Down from the colors you wear, um, do you do you wear promotional items, you know? Do you wear, uh, do you use promotional items? Do you use the things that you are promoting, the products that you are promoting? So very, very important. So build your own personal brand. And then, you know, the last but not least, work hard but find time to do what you love. That's the 
fifth thing in this article as we look at five leadership lessons from Queen Elizabeth. Work hard, but find time to do what you love. Queen Elizabeth always had been a hard worker, fully devoted to her role in her nation, the article says. However, she always scheduled time away from you know, the main um, palace, right? You know, she was known for loving Windsor, one of her favorite places. She traveled. She loved her dogs. She loved gardening. There were a lot of things that she loved, and she always found time to break away and get that peace that she needed. Let us take notice of that, right? Let us take notice of that. And if a queen of a a whole country, an outlaying um, provinces, can do this. We as businesswomen, as queens of our own empire, certainly need to be taking a look at that and doing it ourselves. So as we honor Queen Elizabeth from Women About Biz, and again, for all of you who are members of Women About Biz and outlying um, countries, Canada, um, Jamaica and, and Bahamas and other areas that still um, look at the queen as a part of their leadership. You know, I just want to say our condolences to you and to the royal family and to all of those whose lives she touched. And I know that these five lessons of leadership that I just shared with you, take them to heart because you can indeed learn from others. Definitely, definitely take to heart. So with that said, I'll put closure on this. And again, that was five leadership lessons from Queen Elizabeth. Next, what I want to do is I want to go right into talking about Strategic Plan 2023. Yes, yes, we are getting closer and closer and closer to the new year. And it's so important, not only should you be actively marketing your business and still trying to generate that income for this year, but you also need to be thinking about next year. What are some of the improvements? What are some of the things that you needed to do, okay? This is the time that you start planning right now, okay? Not not next year or January. I'm not opposed to planning at that time, if that's the only time you you find yourself in. But when you know better, you do better, right? And this is the time for you to start planning on how you really want to see your business start out the new year, okay? So it's important to remember that each new goal that you create for next year will require a new set of tasks, which take time to actually implement. For example, if your goal is to get more consistent with social media take it. You'll need to develop content. You'll need to create social media templates. You'll need to create a content calendar and other things that you will need to do. This takes time to implement and and get other people to help you. And you can't wait till the last minute doing that. It has to happen ahead of time. So being proactive is the key here, right? So for your pre-strategy phase, I I want you to consider doing these things. Just gather a folder or create a subfolder in your Google Drive. I want you to compile your checking account statement since January. That's one thing. You're going to need that. I want you to generate a report on your click-through ratio from your email marketing system. That's going to be important. You need to know, um, based on your click-through ratio, how that is going, based on the number of people that you have on your mailing list, how many of them tend to click through, because you have to look at that. And then you need to determine the leading products and services that you offer, which ones seem to really attract people, which ones are they buying, and then you have to identify which products and services did not sell because you have to consider eliminating them, right? And then you have to determine whether you want to add some new products or services that customers and clients are asking for, okay? Take a look at what marketing campaigns didn't work and which ones did, right? You want to separate. It's, it's, it's time for segmenting and separating. Then you want to look at how many new contacts opted into your free offers, right? Those free offers where you had a lot of people opt in, you definitely want to look at the format of your landing page and look at that because you want to do more of that, right? Um, you want to take a look at your average sales monthly. And then you want to look overall uh, at what improvements are needed for your business, right? Start with your business logo, your business website, your colors. Start looking at all of that, right? And then 
you know, you want to have a list for what you don't want to do. What mistakes that you make? What failures occur that you can actually learn from? Of course, the only time you should be dwelling on or looking at a failure is not to make yourself feel bad, right, um, and take you down a level. No, it's to look at the success within the failure because a failure can help us to um, create a success blueprint. We can do the opposite and see opposite results. So we definitely have to take a look at those things, okay? So I want you to really get in the phase pre-strategy phase of compiling, okay? Get in the pre-strategy phase of compiling. And again, if you need assistance, if you want to, um, you know, for this next 90 days, go through some coaching with me uh, to help you really build a strong strategic plan for 2023, it will be my pleasure, right? I'm going to go ahead and take a station break. And for those of you who are new to the show, you are listening to no other than Successful Woman Radio, and I'm Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, and this show is brought to you by our main website, womenaboutbiz.net. Again, womenaboutbiz.net. I want to encourage you, if you have not, to visit womenaboutbiz, B-I-Z as in zebra.net, and uh, make sure you join our free membership. Just click on join today and click on free membership in the drop-down menu. Uh, That way you will get in the loop and be able to read our wonderful how-to articles articles, and other information that you will gain access to. So again, definitely go to womenaboutbiz.net and join today as a free bronze member if you have not already. So that brings me to our book club book of the month. We've got so much going on at Women About Biz. Um, and I'm trying to get all of this information in. I want to leave some time for our um, our theme topic, all things social media, right? And I just want to uh, read a couple of things to you from the book. Um, again, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. And I, I just want to do some highlights for you, okay? So I'm reading from a section uh, where after each chapter, uh, they give you a list of highlights that you should uh, that you should read, which are very very good. Okay, it talks about in this particular highlights. Okay, it's talking about how to become successful in selling and in buying, and it says remember that the subconscious mind has determined the success and wonderful achievements of all great scientific workers. Okay, your sub your subconscious mind is absorbing so many things that you don't know. By giving your conscious attention and devotion to the solution of problems that you're trying to work through in your business, your subconscious mind also gathers all the necessary information and oftentimes will present it to you full-blown to the conscious mind. If you're wondering about the answer to get a, uh, to a problem, try to solve it objectively. Get all the information you can from research and also from others. However, if no answer comes, turn it over to your subconscious mind prior to you going to sleep, and the answer will often come to you, right? You do not always get the answer overnight. Keep on turning your request over to your subconscious mind until the day breaks and the shadows flee away and you will get an answer. It says you delay the answer by thinking it will take a long time or that it is a major problem. But often when you're looking for answers to solutions and things for your business, you really do need to let your subconscious mind help you. Another thing that you need to do is Increase your belief in your subconscious mind. Believe that you have a successful business. Believe that you have answers to your challenges or to your obstacles. Feel the joy of the answer and the way you will feel if you have the perfect answer, the solution. Your subconscious will then respond to your feeling, okay? And so what this is sharing with you is that the subconscious mind is very powerful. And if you allow it, it can help you to be extremely successful. It is the storehouse of memory, and within your subconscious mind are recorded all experiences since childhood. 
okay? So you can imagine your subconscious mind knows a lot of things that you have long forgotten, but it has stored it like on a hard drive. And this is why it can pull things back up if you believe in it and give it the time to do so, okay? So this is why you should turn over your request for solutions, for answers, oftentimes to your subconscious mind. And oftentimes it will help you even while you are asleep, okay? The action is your thought and the reaction is the response of your subconscious mind. If your thoughts are wise, your actions and decisions will also be wise. This is why it's so important for you to know just as much about your conscious mind as your subconscious. Now, hopefully most of you do know that the conscious mind is that portion of the brain that allows us really to function on a daily basis. This is where we get our, our, this is how we formulate our ideas. This is how we think. This is how we talk, uh, express ourselves. This is how we communicate. This is how we are able to read the conscious mind helps us with all of those things. You listening to me right now, you're listening to me in the conscious, right? And so again, this is why you must understand that it's important for you to think positively as often as you possibly can. It's important for you to know how to turn lemons into lemonade, how to turn a negative thought into a positive thought. It's important why you should watch what you say and what you expose yourself to because it all first starts in the conscious mind and then is absorbed like a sponge into the subconscious mind. So you need to be aware of all of that. The conscious is just as important as the subconscious, okay? And so, again, I want to, um, again, call out the book, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy. Get yourself a personal copy and know that it is definitely a book you should have in your success library. I've had people over time to say, Trina, what's a success library? Well, it's a figurative um, phrase that I use to represent a place where you keep, whether it's virtual or physical, a place where you keep books, audios, uh, white papers, content, ebooks, anything that is it can you can refer back to that is going to help you with shortening your learning curve and encourage you and motivate you and help you to build your empire. And so we have to depend on the knowledge of other people. This is why I believe so much in reading. I believe so much in connecting with positive minded people and people who have been there, done that, people who have already created and achieve the level of success because I know that I can learn from them. Just like when I just read you five leadership lessons from um, Queen Elizabeth II, an uh, uh, article uh, that I referenced from CEO Today magazine, you know, we can really learn from that. I I've read this article three times now, twice before the show and once as I, you know, shared these things with you. And already I, I am making some mental notes on some things that I really need to go back and improve on, right? Improve on. Uh, quite frankly, I'm looking at the very first thing that I shared with you, which was duty first. You know, hey, my business has to come first. My business has to be a priority in my life. I have to um, prove to myself that it is something that I want because oftentimes we're in businesses that we don't want. We don't pledge allegiance to those businesses. We don't give have a passion for those businesses, which is why they're not succeeding. So that's something that you need to be thinking about. So again, uh, I want to encourage you to develop your success library. You know, depend on the wisdom of others. Uh, to help you in areas of your business that you may not even have a skill um, in, but looking at what others are doing and learning from them will take you a long way. So as we talk about, you know, success, I want to go right on into our topic for today, rebranding your business, all things social media. Well, if you'll remember, I talked about the fact that, you know, 
how customers and clients perceive your business, it really is the most important to closing the sale. And it does all start with building a reputation of trust, branding, and consistency. And at the root of all of that, girls, at the root of all of that is belief, right? Your belief system in your own business, your mission, your commitment to building your brand over time. So today is all things social media. And, you know, rebranding your business on social media is all about consistency with your logo, your colors, your meme templates, your quotes, phrases, your relationship that you um, are building. The important things to know here is that there is no one way to brand on social media. It is more dependent on your target audience, the industry that you're business falls in and how you personally communicate, okay? So I've come up with 10 ways to make your social media stand out, and I want to share these 10 ways with you. But before I do, I really want to talk a little bit about the myths that a lot of people have with social media that causes some issues, okay? And so I want to go ahead and go to share this with you. Myths four areas on how to improve your social media branding, right? And I want to talk about those myths because sometimes um, people have these preconceived ideas, following the crowd, not really paying attention to their own business and what they should be doing, but basically thinking if I follow the crowd, it's got to be right. But here's myths of one myth that I read on the website, Life Marketing. L-Y-F-E, life marketing. And I think they're right on the money with it. Myth number one, social media can make your brand popular overnight, okay? They're saying that that is a myth. A lot of social media marketers are focused on getting their content to go viral on social media and get as many votes or likes as possible, right? And a lot of times the goal is that they're thinking that I can just do this overnight. This is why so many people are jumping on social media. They think, oh, if people if people like and give me hearts, that is going to build my brand overnight. Ladies, that's not true, right? Your The number of likes you have doesn't have anything to do with your personal tribe and building your tribe. Not unless those people are encouraged to take some kind of action, right? It's oftentimes people want um, more than they really can get from social media. It's not impossible, okay, to get a lot of followers. It's not impossible to get hundreds of people within a few weeks following you, right? But this is what you need to understand. That does not mean that you are automatically going to become popular and wealthy overnight, okay? So it's important for you to understand that building your brand on social media is something that really does organically happen over time, but I think you can make a real dent in a 90-day period if you are consistent. Here's myth number two. Being on every network is crucial for social media branding. Uh, that's not true at all, right? And that's the problem. That's why so many people are overwhelmed. They think they've got to be on every single social media. Somebody said TikTok is popular. Everybody's running the TikTok. And so, again, it just depends, okay? If your focus is in the wrong direction, you may send an irrelevant message to your audience, or you may not even be in touch with your audience, right? So you have to be very, very careful about that. Here's myth number three. Uh, again, I want to source this. This uh, came from Life Marketing. Excellent information on their website. Myth number three, you need hundreds of thousands of followers for brand building via social media. Well, I definitely know that's not true, okay? Building a big social media audience definitely has its perks, but it is really, is it really necessary to see results? Nope, not at all, okay? Uh, as a business, your social media goal should be to leverage the platforms to build a better communication level with your prospects and your customers. Listen, I will be the first to say I am not consistent as I should be on social media lately because I am rebranding and looking at a better way to do it and deciding, you know, really how I want to go about doing that, right? But the one thing that has happened is that 
I still have people who are connecting with me from my fan page. And I don't really get that many likes on my fan page, but I have people that visit the fan page, right? Uh, Because when they click and put Women About Biz in the search engine, my Facebook fan page comes up. So it's important for you to understand that consistency is and and having a good presence on social media is not always about having thousands and thousands of people but it's the quality and it's about how you are using it okay so it's not to say that you, you know you don't want a lot of people following you because that would be nice but stop um obsessing with that stop worrying so much about the number of people following and liking you and worry more about the quality of your content and the consistency of your content, okay? Because what I'm seeing these days is people are slapping out anything, okay? And and that is why they are confusing people and really don't have a brand, okay? Myth number four, um, social, media, social media branding means set it and forget it. Wow, this is this is. So much not the truth, okay? It's very far from the truth because social media activity directly affects how people view your brand. Um, If somebody goes on social media and sees you haven't been on there in in two weeks or a month or what have you, sometimes they might feel that, especially in the service industry, that you're, you're not really that good of a consultant or you're not really doing what you say you can do. I know for myself, if somebody tells me that they are a specialist in social media, and and they do very good, the first thing I'm going to do is go and take a look at their page. And if I see it's shabby, it's not well branded, um, they don't have that many followers, um, and their content seems to be irrelevant from day to day or from however many posts they've done, then I can't hire that person to help me if they can't help themselves, right? And so these are things that you have to be taking a look at. So with that said, I want to give you some ways to make your social media stand out that I know my clients have used, other other, um, consultants and coaches that specialize in social media that I have paid to consult me, have shared these things with me, and now I want to pass it on and pay it for and share it with you, okay? So to... Again, to help you make your social media stand out, here are some ways. Number one, use the same logo across all social media accounts. Yeah, and I I see this all the time. I see different logos being used across social media accounts, and that's kind of confusing because you don't know if that is the same brand, right? Do we see Coca-Cola doing that? Do we see McDonald's doing that, right? You know, do we see Amazon doing that? You know, guys, come on, we've got to get real here. We've got to take our businesses up to another level. We've got to get more professional than where we are. And the first thing we've got to do is have a logo that we can be proud of. Now, a logo doesn't always mean a graphic design. Um, It can also mean how you are utilizing the actual words of your company. Maybe you have a cursive font that you like or a color with that cursive font or maybe a blend or a combination of both print and cursive, but it's how you have placed those words. So a logo, again, doesn't necessarily always mean a graphic representation, right? Um, I, when I rebranded Women About Biz, I knew right away within my heart, uh, the theme helping you become queen of your empire was something that I had a great passion and consideration for. And therefore, I knew that I wanted my logo to be kind of like a crescent or a seal um, with women about biz going around it and with the with the phrase become queen of your empire. And I wanted that, that royal look, right? Uh, and so I decided to have that and, and to utilize that. And I did, you know, I'm glad that I did because a lot of people are attracted to it. Uh, number two, use the same profile picture for easy recognition if you're also including yourself in the brand. If you're personal branding within your brand, you know, make sure you use the same picture across platforms so that people can easily recognize you. And when you change a picture on the platform, 
all of the platforms, right? Here's number three. Have templates created to match your brand colors, right? Uh, and this will make it easy for you to do. You're, you're going to need templates for announcements, for events and new features that you're pulling out, recognition of some kind, service or product promotions, quotes and phrases. Introduce new blog articles. You're going to need a, a template for that. And you're going to need a template to introduce lifestyle as well, right? Because lifestyle is very important. People want to see what you're doing, especially if you're going to be a part of your brand. Here's number four. Have branded covers or headers created for your Facebook groups, your page, or your personal page, and make sure that they are in common with one another. And this also goes for your YouTube channel well. Here's number five. Make sure you have secured the domain of any brand name you are using. Ladies, this is a big mistake that I see happening over and over again. People are branding with words and names, but they have not uh, secured the, dom the domain name, nor have they trademarked their name. This is something that you've got to start paying close attention to so that you can gain control over it all. Here's number six. Stay relevant with your content. Now, take note. If you choose a theme, and this is something I have always believed in and I use it for myself, if you choose a theme and write a detailed article for each month, you can repurpose and use many of the phrases, quotes, points, or items within your um, social media content as well. So nobody's telling you that you've got to have different content for your social media, for your website, your blog, your landing page. All of it's supposed to be relevant, right? So this is why choosing a theme for each following month is so very, very important. Here's number seven. Call your audience to action. Ladies, make it easy for your audience to connect with you. Create links to your landing pages to generate interest and leads so that you can start um, closing the sales, having people that you can present to, um, that you can invite to join your membership, that you can uh, invite to sample your product, to offer co uh, complimentary consultations to so that they can see just how good you are, right? It's crazy to do all of this branding and yet you are not calling action. Here's number eight, post frequently. Oh, yeah. Posting daily is the recommended start. However, depending on your industry and following, posting two to three times a day might be the norm for your business, and yet for some, three times weekly might be the norm, and yet again for others, one time a week. This is where knowing your target audience and industry comes into play, right? But this I do know for sure. Those people who see your post during the morning don't often see it. You know, a, a whole different group of people might see the post in the evening. And so this is what you have to take into consideration, right? It's important for you to keep a ratio between the value-added content, right, and your promotional post. Very, very important. I like to look at a ratio of 60-40, 60%. -40, 60 value-added content and posts, and 40% promotional posts. Now, depending on how many times you post a week, that could be something totally different for each one of your businesses. So pay close attention. So that was number nine. Make sure, again, that you keep a ratio, okay, um, between value-added posts and promotional posts. That is so very, very important. And last but not least is stay consistent, right? Stay consistent. You know, this is the key to success in social media. Many experts say it. There are many articles about staying consistent and how to stay consistent in social media. Uh, but the one thing that I can say that will help you be more consistent than ever is in developing a social media content calendar, right? Looking at your theme and looking at what you want to post, which is so 
very, very important. This is why for every component of what you want in your business as you rebrand, you know, you really got to start looking at the experts and what they are saying, and you really got to get someone to help you figure that out. You can't do things by yourself if you've not had success in it, right? You've got to get some professional advice going here that will help you to build a better social media strategy. And it's not always about paying a social media consultant thousands and thousands of dollars. It's about finding someone that's consistent, that is uh, good at what they do, and other people have referred them that you might be able to work with. This thing I know true, having a virtual assistant to help you with your social media is such a plus right? And it's so needed. And it will take you, uh, it will help you to, to focus on a lot of other things that you need to be focusing on while at the same time staying consistent with your social media. So there you have it. Uh, I am so excited that you decided to listen to the show today. Make sure that you listen to our previous broadcast on rebranding your business. Uh, you could go to womenaboutbiz.net and then click on podcast and listen from there. Uh, or if you have I, uh, an iPhone, you can go to um, uh, podcast and you can search Successful Woman Radio, three separate words. And if you have an Android phone, you can go to Stitcher, the app, download it if you don't have it. Do the same thing, search Successful Woman Radio, three separate words, and um, you will have the show at your fingertips. It's been a wonderful show. I hope you guys have enjoyed it today. I hope you have taken heed to uh, rebranding your business, all things social media. Take care and have a beautiful and a productive, productive week. Take care. Bye-bye, everybody.